Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast, the recruiting edition. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon coming off a historic meeting in Tiger Stadium between LSU and Southern. Obviously a huge win uh, in terms of the score differential for LSU. Um, they made mincemeat of, of Southern. It, they were clearly uh, the better team on Saturday, but the atmosphere is what really impressed recruits. Uh, just talking with a lot of the players, especially the guys from Louisiana, uh, they really just were incredibly, it seemed like, proud of, of Baton Rouge for coming together on a day like that, playing that game, uh, the bands, the the atmosphere, the crowd. I mean, just everything really stood out um, on that night. And I, I think it really stood out to the good group of prospects that hit, hit campus, Shay. Yeah, I know. But this is a recruiting pod and you're trying to talk about recruiting out of the gate <laughs> and not the new fit. Billy, for the people watching on YouTube, my gear came in. I'm officially a member of the site now. I love Actually, it. It fits. I'm wearing my on three sweatshirt for everyone who's not uh, watching on the, the YouTube stream now, but I do not have a Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat yet, though. So I'm, I'm letting everybody else get in first, Billy. Everybody else can get theirs and then I'll get mine. But I did get a sweatshirt and now I'm going to wear it every time we do a podcast. Well, there we go. We got that. You're all swagged out, ready to go. Um, Shay, you know, you were there. The, the prospects, you know, that were on campus, it was a really impressive group. I mean, you had guys like, you know, the number one edge prospect in the country for the class of 2024, Colin Simmons and his four-star safety teammate, Kadavian Dotson, making the trip down from Texas. Um, you had a lot of commits on campus. You had a lot of local flavor uh, as far as uncommitted prospects, both uh, 2023, 24, 25. Uh, they really did a good job loading up this list. Uh, we're going to hit on a pair of prospects that were on campus, especially, um, and two that for very different reasons just seem to be getting a lot more LSU buzz as the days go by. Shay, let's leave lead off with four-star defensive back JV and Toviano. I mean, he is one of the best prospects that I've seen. I, I've seen him, you know, multiple times in the offseason. Um, and he's one of the better prospects in this cycle that I've seen is, is what I mean. To play corner, to play safety. LSU's after him at that cornerback spot. Robert Steeples has been leading the charge. He was on campus for yet another visit. This one continues to kind of be very difficult to kind of follow in a way, but there is some buzz. He could be moving up his decision or, or making it without taking other visits. But I think we're just going to have to ride the wave on this one a little bit. Now we talked about this on last week's pod, Billy, you said be weary of Toviano because he is the type who, you know, he'll say he's visiting one school and then the cha plans change. And then he's at another school come Saturday. So all week we had heard the buzz from Javian Toviano that, hey, I am going to come to the LSU game. He followed through on it, which is big news because he's being recruited by Texas. He's being recruited by AM. Texas, most notably, obviously, had a really big game against Bama. Awesome game. The environment there looked great. But he chose to skip the game in Austin to come to the game in Baton Rouge. And I thought that was telling. And 
We talk about it, Billy, all the time. Watch. Don't always bank on what the kids say in recruiting, but bank on what they do. And what JV and Toviano has done now is visit LSU multiple times, but more importantly, I think, is visit LSU in the opening game of the season, the first home game of the Brian Kelly era, the first home game for a lot of these personnel and, and coaches who are recruiting him, Robert Steeples being one of them. I know if you look at Javian Tobiano's on three profile, you'll see he's the number five safety in the country. Billy, we know that LSU likes him at cornerback, and we've talked about it a ton on the board, on the Bengal Tiger, uh, on the podcast. They have DBs committed. They don't have anyone the level, or I guess with the ranking that Javian Toviano carries. And they took a ton of transfer corners, Billy. Everywhere I'm looking right now on the field is a transfer from Oklahoma State, McNeese, UL. They'll bring seven banks back. He's an Ohio State kid. Brian Kelly wants to start building the foundation of this program by not just relying on transfers all the time. That fixed the scholarship issues from before. How do you build towards the future? I can't think of a better way to start than landing a guy like Toviano. Like you've already addressed some needs at DB. Toviano is the guy that if you add to the class, it just takes it to another level because he's the guy that can come in and give you multiple years of starting reps. Yeah, I think, I mean, out of the guys that they have committed, and if, if JV and Toviano did jump on board, he's the most physically ready guy to step in right away. I mean, I try to come up with a comp, you know, as far as who he's like, but just, I mean, how ripped he is, how toney, toned up he is, um, really strong in the weight room. Uh, saw him work out a lot this offseason at, at Arlington Martin. And, I mean, he's just a guy that could step in right away. I mean, you know, you get into the corner safety debate, where does he fit best? Um the, the, th the fact of the matter is, is that he can play early and, and he can do so because he's physically ready to go. He's not afraid of contact. Um, he'll probably take his lumps like a lot of young corners do, especially in the SEC. But, um, you know, if he does end up coming to LSU, he's going to factor in right away. Uh, don't sleep on Dalen Austin, of course. We'll see how Jeremiah Hughes uh, does and continues to develop. But um, and Ashton Stamps, of course. But, you yeah. know, th this is this is a guy that. You know, as far as when you followed LSU recruiting, they've been able to, you know, get a corner, a safety when they've needed it. That is at the level and the ranking that a JV and Toviano is at. Um, you know, they missed out on Bravion Rogers, but he's kind of a similar guy. Um, he's right in five star range for, for on three. You know, these are the type of guys that LSU has traditionally landed. And it's a position that, you know, people always say, well, how do you know, how does Alabama or how do, you know, some of these other programs, you know, continuously land these five-star type of corners, well, they just find ways to get them on the field and, you know, limit their snaps, but get them action. And LSU's done that in the past, you know, that they've been able to, you know, have that progression come through the program, you know, Christian Fulton, Derek Stingley, Tredavious White, um, you know, those are just the corners, Jamal Adams, Grant Delpit, uh, guys like that, you know, we've watched come through this program and that's just, you know, some of the recent ones, um, it goes back a long way. And, and yeah, but the fact is they need a guy like him and you need players like this to compete for national championships. It's the same way when they, you know, keep a guy like Shelton Sampson or Zalance Hurd home um, or, you know, go out and get a, a Jalen Brown nationally. You go out and get um, a Darren Reed or some of the other guys in the trenches that they've gotten, you know, out of state. You have to get some of these national guys where you go up against, a Texas, a Texas A&M, try to pull them out of the Lone Star State or go into, you know, another state and, and battle the likes of Ohio State and Clemson and Auburn and, be, and beat them out for a guy like Deron Reed. I mean, those are the types of recruiting battles you got to win. Um, you know, sleepers don't always work out, 
JV and Tobiano's played a lot of football at a very high level. Uh, and, and I think he'd be a tremendous ad. We'll see how his recruitment goes and, and if he does end up, you know, moving up his decision, but who knows? One guy. Yeah, we don't have a date. We don't have a date there, but, and I know we're spending an extra minute on Toviano. He was probably the most notable visitor of the 23 class. So I'll get one more question in for you. And he was rocking a brand new Joe Burrow Jersey at the game too, Billy. So he, uh, he had the fit figured out. The recruiting prediction machine on on three says 86% right now to LSU. That's over Texas. That's over A&M. That's over Michigan. Let's play buy or sell. We buy it or sell in that. And, I'll give my two cents first. I'm buying that LSU is in the lead. I don't know if it's 86% is my confidence level, but I am buying right now that LSU is in the lead, and I think that's notable because I'm not sure a couple of, you know, last week we weren't even sure if he was really going to show up on campus. He showed up. He spent time around the commits. I'm buying that LSU is out front here. Uh, I'll agree. I'll buy that LSU is out front. Um, again, I I'm kind of with you. That confidence level, probably not there. And and he's, it's, he's just one of those prospects that you don't hear too much about. And that's because his family wants it that way. That's because he wants it that way. And the coaching staffs respect that. He's just one of those type of prospects that you can't really get too much of a read on in terms of maybe what he's actually telling even the coaching staffs, you know. There was some buzz that, okay, he's moving up his decision. Well, if he's moving up his decision, he's fresh off an LSU visit. Well, doesn't that mean good news for LSU? But is he actually going to? Doesn't, I'm not ready to buy that yet. And so if that's not the case, then it's definitely a, a bigger battle, um, you know, that we'll see play out in, in the weeks to come. And you'll see him here soon, right? Yes. I'm going to see him on Friday. Uh, Sam Spiegelman yeah, cool. and I, I, I don't know. We might not double up, but um, as of now, someone gonna... from on three will be seeing Toviano this week. So we'll have yes. more info for you guys. Yes. I'm, I'm debating going to see JV and Toviano or going to go see captain Treve, uh play against union Paris. So see Trey Holly and Macho Stevenson, some of these other guys that'll be in that game. So kind of up in there on my Friday night plan. So uh, I'll figure that out as, as it comes though. But one, one player that we know when his decision is going to be at this point, four-star offensive lineman D.J. Chester out of the Peach State. LSU's had plenty of success there this recruiting cycle and is now starting to build on that in the class of 2024. Shay, what are you hearing out there? Guy that's going to decide in January, D.J. Chester, a really talented interior guy that LSU likes at center. Yeah, I mean, I put in my uh, pick on the on three recruiting prediction machine, the RPM. You'll get used to hearing us say RPM a lot. That's essentially what we reference when we're talking about who's in the lead for a guy on on three, but the RPMs heavy on DJ Chester, 90.4% to LSU over Florida state, Auburn, Ole Miss. There's some other teams still in the mix here recruiting him, but Billy, you put your pick in at the end of July. I was uh, off at the time, but had I not been off, I would have joined you. I kind of waited around now. Uh, and right away, wasn't long after I started on September 1st that DJ Chester was back on campus he was part of the big visitor list this weekend. I love the work Brad Davis has done here. And I think often, and Billy, you can kind of discern this sometimes from reading. If you guys are listening and you're not a member of the site or you are a member of the site, if you're not a member, you need to join. It's only a dollar for a year for the Bingle Tiger. And on three, uh, you can find it on our Twitter pages or on the BingleTiger.com. But every Sunday or Saturday night, even after a game, Billy starts getting all the reactions from recruits. And Sometimes you can tell the kids who are, oh, I had a fun game or whatever. And then, you know, I had fun at the game. And then sometimes, Billy, I feel like you can read into the kids who are really paying attention. And DJ Chester comes across 
as someone who's really paying attention. Like Florida State, he didn't go to the game, but he knew the nuances of exactly how the O-line played, who played poorly, what Brad Davis wanted to do to clean it up. The next week he's in Baton Rouge for a game. So I view this as a kid who very much sees himself playing at LSU. Like he can already envision what it would be like if he was part of uh, Brad Davis's O-line room or part of Brian Kelly's team. Um, not committed yet. Obviously, you said wait till January, announce something at the game then, the All-American Bowl. But this is a 6'5", 295-pound kid, Billy, who the on-three consensus has him ranked as the number 10 interior offensive lineman in the country. That would be a combo of guards and center. Uh, at on-three, we have him ranked as the number 10 offensive or interior offensive lineman. So a really high-level guy, like a top 150 player. And I think would put a real bow on this offensive line class, which is already really good. I mean, they have two top 10 tackles committed. They have another kid out of Georgia that they're after and have gotten committed in Paul Mabinga, an interior offensive lineman. Now Chester is a guy that clearly they're honing in on uh, now that the dominoes have started to fall around the country with the remaining targets. I, I have him right up there on my list of guys to watch in terms of who I think could get into this class. Yeah, I agree. And I think things were really trending well there over the summer. And, you know, like you said, put the pick in uh, this summer and then and then you just followed with it with another one. And we'll see. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you hear a significant amount of buzz in the summer. Then he takes his first visit and still you to check out the game. That's a good sign. That means, you know, you would think they're holding momentum. Can they hold off some of these other programs that are undoubtedly going to take big swings at him? Uh, will be the question they've got until January. He's kind of undecided if he's going to sign early and keep it a, su- a surprise or sign in February, but um, really talented guy. Nonetheless, I think he'd be a key piece to, uh, like you said, solidifying this offensive line class, which has two four-star running backs to block for one of them just went off for another huge showing four-star running back commit Trey Holly Shay. Um, Look, he's on the verge of breaking the Louisiana high school state rushing record. A terrific high school career. He's toted the rock so many times and been productive for so long for Union Parish. This is uh, just kind of business as usual at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's Kenny Hilliard, the old LSU running back out of Patterson High, holds the, the state's rushing record. Trey Holly is going to be in line to break that this year. And that comes with playing every year, you know, getting a couple hundred carries or whatever. He's had hundred and some carries a year for four years in a row. He has just gone from production to production to production. And now as a senior doing it again, uh, we'll do each week, each Monday, Billy, on on three or on the Bengal Tiger. Uh, we'll do three for 23, which is just highlighting three guys who had big games in the 23 class and the commitment group. And someone made the comment this week. I feel like Trey Holly is going to be on this list a lot for you, Shay. That's probably true. I'm going to have to some weeks try to just keep him off it because he puts up just kind of Madden numbers in, you know, PlayStation numbers every week. But they had a close win over Airline. He went for 260 and four touchdowns. They won 26-22. So obviously his four touchdowns played a large part in that victory. Um, and he seems like it seems like everything's, as you said, business as usual, trending in the right direction. He was at the game. And really that one-two punch with Caleb Jackson at running back seems to have Frank Wilson settled in on what the current 23 class looks like at running back. That lets him turn the focus to next year or just turn the focus to recruiting other guys in Louisiana or elsewhere to join this class, maybe even not at running back. So I like the start they've had a good bit, um, even despite Jackson having a recent injury. Yeah, Jackson's going to be out about six to eight weeks uh, with, I believe, an ankle. uh, Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Sam Spiegelman um, kind of had a report earlier this week about 
uh, him being sidelined, but um, he's got a fracture. I think he said six to eight weeks. Uh, his hope would be he could come back at the end of the year, but right now he's in a boot and kind of just helping the team out, the younger guys, the running backs, kind of trying to stay active and involved with the team. But uh, we'll have to kind of just pay attention over the next, what is early September? Yeah, I mean, November, I think, is when kind of we check back on this one to see if he's going to try to suit up again to, to kind of close out his senior year. But regardless, he'll be fine for the long term if you're thinking how does it affect LSU. And and he and Trey Holly will be here uh, on campus this time next year as part of the team. Absolutely. And then, you know, one quick note uh, before we uh, – two quick notes, really, before we move on to uh, the basketball portion of the podcast, and I'll kind of rapid fire on that one for you guys. But – LSU commit Jalen Brown is going to take an official visit to Texas A&M this weekend for the Miami game. That's notable because he is, of course, from Miami. But I would say that in kind of digging around, he's he's pretty locked in. I mean, he and his family like got on the same page this summer, went over, you know, why he wanted to move up his decision, that it was going to be LSU. Everyone was on the same page. Digging around with sources here, this one kind of seems like one of those visits that, hey, this is kind of the game of the week. Let's go check it out. Um, see College Station, Kyle Field when it's loud. Look, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, it is. Um, traditions aside, I'm not you know one of those uh, guys, but like, it, it's loud in there. It, it's pretty. It's different. And uh, apparently, you know, some of Brown's family just wants to check it out. They should go on Friday night and see how it looks in there at midnight yell and then get back to us. <laughs> um, look, we mentioned, too, we're talking about kids making other visits. Caleb Jackson had told on three that uh, two schools are still kind of trying to get him to get on official visits. A&M in Florida, Caleb being the running back out of Baton Rouge we've been talking about. The thing that stands out about those two schools, Billy, is the running back coach at A&M is Tommy Robinson and the running back coach at Florida is Jabbar Jaluk. And, how do you know those names? Well, they both were running back coaches at LSU. So guys like that, you know, you're swinging for the, you know, swing for the fences there. You've got a kid back in Baton Rouge. You know the area. You've recruited it before when you were at LSU uh, and Jabbar when he was at UL and now Florida. Um, but I won't be surprised at all that by the time those supposed visits roll around if, if Frank Wilson and the staff doesn't have that kind of locked in and, and he ends up just visiting LSU. But regardless, I'm not not pressing any panic buttons there. I don't think it's anything to really monitor at this point. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and, and look, Jalen Brown, I mean, I, I went and saw him in, in late August and he honestly just kind of said, I'm going to probably take a couple of visits to see that, you know, see different campuses or whatever. And, and that was kind of it. Um, you know, he said he was going to visit Georgia. It never happened, um, at least as of now. You know, it, it, it's one of those things. A lot of these, t- a lot of these kids like end up taking visits here or there, but it's not as long as they communicate and it's very clear kind of their intentions. Even if some of these other staffs know that, um, you know, that that's kind of how these things work out. Well, and I said it on the board, and people are cool. Are you letting us down easy, Shay? No, I'm not. Here's the reality: Jalen Brown's from Miami. You can kind of get left at the altar there if you're not careful. Not that I think Jalen Brown's going to decommit on him. Not that I think he's going to flip to Miami at the end and this was all just a big ruse. I don't think any of that's true. But if somehow, yeah, right. (laughs) If somehow he doesn't end up in the class, you didn't get left at the altar because you got Shelton Sampson and Kyprion, the two best receivers in the state. You went into Texas and took a kid in Kyle Parker who was very much a sleeper when you took his commitment, he was in the middle of at the end of his first year of high school football. 
he comes out this year at Lovejoy, Billy, and is setting the world on fire on a team that's got a lot of other good receivers that are going to play college football. He goes and breaks, or what, breaks the DFW record for catches, 23 catches in a game. It's third in Texas high school history. Early on, the volume's been there. The production's been there. So you feel like, man, if we come away with this four-man class, it's one of the best in the country. But if for some reason Jalen Brown, our guy from far, you know, the guy's from furthest away, the guy that, man, how did we pull that one off? A kid from Miami chose LSU over Miami and all these in-state schools that wanted him. If it ends up going south for you, it's not the end of the world because you do have three other guys that are really, really good players on that same level. So no matter how things unfold, and we'll monitor Brown, and I know LSU fans hope they keep him. We have no reason to believe right now they won't. But no matter how it plays out, in his first year, Cortez Hankton is going to sign a very good receiver class that is going to put quality players into that room. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people forget when, when and not you, but just sometimes people on the board too, Jalen Brown's mom lives in Mississippi. So the big part, a big piece of like his decision to go to LSU was that his mom will be at every home game and, you know, probably, you know, pretty much within driving distance, you know, for every SEC game too. So, um, yeah, Jalen Brown, he's off to a really good start his senior year as well. This whole receiving group is quick note. Kai Prion made his debut for St. James on Friday. Finally got, finally got cleared and ruled eligible. Uh, capped his night with a 45-yard touchdown catch and run. So nice to see him get on the field. He's somebody we'll be watching closely as far as evals go. He didn't get to play too much last year and then uh, obviously obviously missed a couple bit, couple games, um, you know, waiting on that decision. So We'll be monitoring his senior tapes, see how he trends. One guy who is uh, starting to break out on the uh, junior tape side of things, five-star defensive back Desmond Ricks, one of the best in the country down there at IMG. He's going to be at LSU this weekend. Shay, we talked about it earlier in the pod. I guess we could finish off the football section of this pod with, you know, bookending elite corners um, or elite defensive backs that LSU has typically landed in the past. This is one of them. Yeah, what is this, his third visit to see the new staff? Is that where we're at right now? I think he had one in right. March, one kind of towards the summer, and now coming to see a game. Um, here's where I sit with 2024 kids of this caliber, because he's not only a five-star, not only the number one corner in the country, but he's the number two overall prospect, and he plays at IMG. That right there, like I can just print that resume, and every college coach in the country is going to have an eye on him. So everybody is recruiting him. Do I think LSU's out front? I don't know. I don't think any of these coaches know right now where they stand with Desmond Ricks because he's so early into his process as a junior that he's going to go out and make all these visits this year. And then you'll kind of get to feel for, oh, man, who is he leaning towards? Is it Bama? Is it this school? That school? Is it LSU? I think for if you're an LSU fan, you look at this and you say, man, we've got him to campus three times already since Kelly and them got here, and we got him to one of the first couple of games of the season. I'll take it. That's the mentality that this should be. We'll see, obviously, where it goes over the long term. But all of that is better than nothing. And they very much have themselves in the mix here for, as we said, a guy who's ranked as the best corner in the country right now. No question. And he's really talented. I saw him at Under Armour Future 50 over the summer, and he held his own, you know, against guys a whole year older than him and against a you know, fairly talented receiving group uh, that he was going up against. So he didn't look out of place at all. Uh, played corner, played safety, uh, kind of lined up all over a little bit. So he's got some length, got some, uh, you know, filling out to do, I think, as he gets older. But he's how you uh, draw them up for sure. So with that, we're going to cap the podcast with a kind of a quick little hitter here on the three official visitors 
that Matt McMahon and his staff will have had by the time we talk next week. Uh, LSU hosted two official visitors this past weekend, both wing-type players, Wesley Yates, a four-star prospect, and Caden Cooper, another four-star prospect. Both are in the top 50 overall prospects in the class of 2023. And then this coming weekend, they'll host five-star point guard A.J. Johnson, one of the best players in the class. Um, speaking of, you know, coaching staffs that get guys on campus, I mean, Shay, Matt McMahon and his staff, you know, we saw what they did in 2022 to, to rebuild this roster. Uh, this the start that they have in terms of official visitors is is pretty good as well. Yeah, and if you kind of are trying to track basketball recruiting, Billy's always got tons on the site. Uh, if you want to read about it, you have some tidbits up now about all these guys and what's to come. But uh, a quick reset. This is the like now they're matching up like this is the 2023 class for basketball. So it's same as football. These kids are seniors in high school. That's the class Matt McMahon's working on that we're talking about. Uh, and they do have one kid already committed in Corey Chest, who is uh, a top 20 power forward on the on three consensus, right? Flirting with being Billy, a top 100 player, a four star. So a, a very nice land to start out your class, even more so uh, because he's a New Orleans uh, native. So we'll see where things start to trend the rest of the way. Um, as we said, Billy's got some tidbits there, but I thought Corey Chest was a nice piece to drop early on. It felt like that was a good base layer of the class as you start to kind of swing for the fences with some of these guys. No question. And if they fill it out with some of these national guys, he'll kind of be, be viewed as the Javante Smart. You know, Javante Smart kicked off the kind of the Will Wade era and, uh, in terms of them rebuilding this roster. He's that first Louisiana guy to jump on board, and then the, the rest kind of came along. So, Oh, yeah, the rest was history, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, the rest was history on that one. Uh, speaking of history, I'm telling you what, if you guys do not sign up, for the bengaltiger.com, $1 for an entire year. That deal will be history very soon. So don't miss out. Sign up. People have been jumping on board left and right. We've seen some you know, old names, familiar faces. People come out of the woodwork and, and jump on board. And uh, appreciate all you guys that have let us know that you've jumped on board. And also all you guys who have gotten the free Founders Club hat. So if Yeah, we, we still have free hats. If you want yes. a hat for a dollar, you can just get it. And then we yeah. send it to you. And then you just consider it free that you get to hang out on our website with us for a year. I don't really understand uh, why you wouldn't jump on it. Yeah, you should have. Uh, I don't have a hat yet, but if, when I get one, it'll feel good. Yeah, maybe one day, Shay. Um, I know. Look, look. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. Follow us wherever you catch your podcast at Apple, Spotify, wherever. Appreciate, again, all you guys who have jumped on board. It's just been a heck of a ride. We're two games in to the Bengal Tiger era, two recruiting weekends in the Bengal Tiger you know, new era. So you guys make it worth it for us. So We'll catch you guys next week. Shay, have a good one. You look good with that sweatshirt on, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll see the rest of the swag maybe soon. Get the black one on. Show them what we got. You can actually buy those on on3.com. So check it out. Check out. It's the actually store. really comfortable. Yeah, they're they're really cozy. My wife. I can't say how much it is, though. I, I got mine for free, but it is comfortable. Yeah. Well, guys, we'll catch you next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate you guys listening.